Welcome to the Alex Merced Cast, where Alex Merced of alexmerced.com brings you principled, thoughtful, libertarian commentary on issues that matter. Hey, everybody, this is Alex Merced, and you're listening to the Alex Merced Cast. And you can always find this and everything else over there at alexmerced.com. Now, today, what we're going to be talking about is how to be nice. I had someone, I, I did a solicitation for like podcast episode ideas. And one of the ideas that I got was, uh, or one of the suggestions I got was how to be nice. Because people generally think of me as sort of a nice guy, um, mainly because I'm not combative. I'm not looking to fight with people over a political disagreement. So if you're a diehard progressive or a diehard uh, conservative, I, I'm not going to fight with you because we disagree on something. I'm going to try to make you or not make you. I'm going to try to help you understand where I'm coming from because hopefully, you know, that will at least get you open to hearing more later. That's generally my mantra because at the end of the day, if you think of the people who influence you the most, you generally have a positive opinion of them. Okay. Um, you know, some people may be more in your face than others, but you still like them. You somehow connected with them in a level that you like that you so if I, in the, if I am hoping to affect people's thoughts, their, their actions, um, I have to be able to kind of achieve some sort of positive, positive connection with them. So I do practice sort of radical tolerance, radical uh, levels of empathy, um, radical forgiveness in the sense that uh, people who, who get mad at me, people who aggress against, not aggress, but people who get hostile towards me, I'm not mad at them. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. Because um, oftentimes I get it. I try to understand where they're coming from, why they may not like me, why uh, do I bother them? You know, and I, I, I oftentimes can, can, can get it. And I just say, okay, I'll just let, leave them be. Um, and if one day they do want to talk to me, I will talk to them. But the question, the question was how to be that way. And I don't think I got there overnight. I think a lot of it has to do with my life experiences. Um, you know, uh, my mom is very kind. Okay, I have to say the experience, the experience of being raised by my mom had a large, large influence on the way I behave and the way I see other people. Um, because my mom had a tough, okay, I saw her go through, uh, basically, we, I was uh, in poverty. Okay, you know, we we were Section 8 housing, uh, you know, basically barely getting food food with food stamps and whatnot. That, you know, during the, the first part of my childhood, after my parents split up, my mom was left in, in financially in tatters. Um, I'm not going to get into sort of the details of my parents' marriage, but just know that, you know, both of them were left in a much worse position afterwards. Um, and it wasn't a healthy marriage. Um, they were both much better people afterwards. Um, so, you know, this is why I'm, I'm not someone who thinks that everyone should just, parents should always stay together just to stay together. Uh, I think there is, and in, in my situation, I was better off with my parents se uh, separated. They both became much, much better people than they were. Um, but my mom, you know, she had to work like two or three jobs and go to school part-time in order to make sure there was food on the table for me and my brother. So... And part of that, that kind of required me to grow up very quickly um, because I was helping my mom, you know, study for school, helping my brother being 
you know, I don't know if I was a much of a father figure for my brother. We were only we were only like three years apart, but I was I was definitely a much more I had to be a much more mature figure for him. Um, and I was always just kind of an introvert in the first place. And that's a lot of thing. That's another thing that people don't realize about me is like a lot of people think I'm very sociable and extroverted. I really am not. I am a I am an, a radical introvert. Even when I'm out in a social situation, you'll notice I spend a lot of time on my own. I'll oftentimes be just wandering around on my own because I'm oftentimes in my own head reflecting on things. I'm very introspective. And I think that's also a place where I'm a lot, that enables me to be very empathetic because oftentimes I'm, I'm analyzing, I'm psychoanalyzing myself half the time. I'm sitting there taking a look at the actions. I'm wondering like, Alex, why did you do that? What are you thinking? What are your goals are? Kind of sort of like looking at myself from, from the outside looking in. Um, which sometimes, you know, can make me seem a little sort of like my head's in the clouds. If, you, if, you, if you've seen me in any setting, well, a lot of people do find me very sociable. That's, that's mainly been, that's something I had to learn, okay? Basically, through middle school, through elementary school, through high school, I was quite, yeah, even in college, I was a loner. But in college, um, and in some of my first jobs in high school, I really started to learn how to, like, interact with people. Okay, I was in a social sense. I was a late bloomer. I don't think I even got my like my first kiss. I was like twenty one, twenty two. Okay, um, while you know, in into into on an intellectual level, I was always kind of. Um, I guess people always found me to be smart. I don't know if I would say I'm like super advanced or anything. Um, there, I can I can think of. You know, if you want to feel like you're not the smartest person in the world, hang on the libertarian movement because there's a lot of smart people. Um, so that's a thing. But in the sense that being sort of a very introverted, introspective kid led me to spend a lot of time thinking about my situation, the situation of others. And that led me to kind of be much, much more sort of intrinsically empathetic growing up. And being in that situation, I got to see a lot of other people in that situation. And I got to see, you know, the people who, uh, you know, the people who people complain about, the people who, you know, take advantage of the system. And I've seen people who really, you know, got help. They needed help and they were better off for it. Um, I've seen sort of those sides and I've seen and, and then being in the job where I am now, where I'm hanging around with oftentimes very, very wealthy people because I train people in finance. Um, sometimes, you know, you're in a room with a billionaire and you don't even realize it. Um you know, I've learned to understand them better and understand their situations and the thoughts going through their head and their daily schedules um, and the choices that they're constantly making. And that's, um, you know, so my life experiences have contributed a lot to the, being, being empathetic. But also I was raised Catholic. And in Catholicism, you know, forgiveness is a big thing, okay? And, and it's a big thing, you know, oftentimes from a spiritual level, but it, even though I'm not very particularly religious now, that's just kind of always stuck with me because it just seemed like a good way to do things. Like, why do I want people to continue to affect me, um, especially if they're wanting to do me harm? I'd rather just not let them. So forgiveness allows you to let, sort of let go uh, of the things that, prov that prevent you from moving forward. So being introspective, uh, kind of being taught and and, and and a lot about forgiveness as a child, because that's that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from uh, a lot of the Catholic teachings when I was a kid, forgiveness and kindness and all that stuff. So I mean that all that contributed to it, but also like when I was in college, I got through a really big kick, like Tony Robbins. Like this is when I finally started learning learning how to like 
be sociable. Uh, so I listened to like a lot of the, uh, the all those like self development gurus and got really into that because I just didn't. Uh, I knew how to think. Like I could, I could read. I could think through an idea, break it down. Cool, but I couldn't communicate it. Like no one cared to hear me talk about it. Um, you know, and it was lonely at times. It's always. It's always lonely. Life, life is a, a a lonely thing. No matter how many people are in your life, because no one will ever truly appreciate everything that's kind of going on in your head, and you'll never truly be able to articulate everything that's going through your head. That's just is what it is. But life is a fun ride. Um, but basically, yeah. So basically, that's kind of how. I became who I am. Um, I, I also just watched a lot of... Well, a lot of people less know about me is that I, I can be very funny. So those who spend a lot of time with me, which are very, very few people, um, know that I can I can turn out a joke and be pretty pretty witty, but not so much when I'm trying. <laughs> but um, in a social situation, I can be pretty pr- pretty quick with a joke. That's just from watching a lot of Comedy Central and growing up with watching a lot of improv comedy. Um in my life and just generally you know be also also the way i generally deal with people who are not nice i always find humor to be a much better defense mechanism than anger or hate or aggression or whatnot i'd rather just make a joke at someone who's trying to to hurt me than than uh satisfy them by giving them the satisfaction of seeing me in pain okay so cool so now we understand sort of like who i am where i came from how i got there but how do you be nice? Uh, at the end of the day, from a practical standpoint, you have to ask yourself, what are you trying to do? Okay. If your goal is to change people's minds, there's two things you need to do. You need to, you do need to know your stuff. You need to argue it better. You need to understand it better. But you don't just need to understand what you know and what you're arguing for. You need to understand what they're arguing for. Okay. Then you need to not just understand what they said, but what they meant by what they said. And those are two different things. Oftentimes people will make an argument for something, but th- what they're really saying is something else. Okay? They're trying to get at some sort of underlying value or an idea. And you don't find that if you're not trying to listen to them. And that requires, and listening is going to, over time, just create empathy because you're going to just start understanding people better. And you're just going to start realize, start seeing that most people are coming from somewhere that you can at least feel sympathetic for, have some level of empathy, uh, sympathy for, um, uh, more than you would have expected. So, you know, you listen. But once you understand what they do, you can understand sort of where are, you're not necessarily looking for flaws, you're, lo- you're looking for what motivates them. What do they care about? What's in their heart? Because then you can kind of see what elements of what you believe, of what you're advocating, connects with that. Where you can focus and hone your message to connect to that. It's not necessarily saying anything different, but you might be saying it in a different way or telling a different story. Because oftentimes it's stories that connect people with ideas. So you, need, so you need to know what you think. You need to know what you are trying to say, but you need to know who you are saying it to. But the thing is that if you are not kind, if you are a jerk, those people will not talk to you. You will not get to know them. You will not have that opportunity. So this is why it's important. But also, on another level, I think it's just important to be kind, to be thoughtful. Because as a libertarian, we're trying to create a world where people don't depend on government. We don't depend on compulsion to compulse each other, to help each other. 
So in that case, we need to choose to help each other. We need to choose to be kind to each other. So that means we need to foster that kindness, that kind of consideration now. And that means we have to be able to coexist with people we disagree with. Okay, if we really want to have a society that has the benefits of the scale of the society we have now without the compulsion that it has now. Um, so to create that, we need, you know, we need to model the behavior that we want. Okay, I'm not someone who never gets angry. I'm not someone who never has a mean thing to say. I just don't say them. Okay? Um, because I want people to not model me at my worst. I want them to model me at my best. So I'm always very cognizant when I'm in a public setting to be at my best. Even when I'm in a private setting, oftentimes, the people who I'm in a private setting with, I want them to be better too. So I try to be the best I can for them. And eventually, you don't even have to try because it just becomes you. Um, you know, everything's a habit. People think, oh, you know, I don't want to change myself. All you are now are just the habits you've currently developed. Okay? You can change those habits if you want. It's not easy. Okay? It takes time. But you can change those habits. You can change anything. You have the power to do that. Okay, now I'm starting to sound like one of those self-development gurus. But I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's just like, you know, you realizing that the power that you have and choosing to use it to be as effective as you can. That's what it comes down to. And that's that's sort of what's going on in my mindset. Um, so, and also it's just like people enrich life. You know, you get to know people, um, you know, some days they're not the nicest people in the world, but other days they are. And if you can't deal with them on, the, on their bad days, you never get to see their good days. And you never get to experience that and enjoy that and all that stuff. So it's, um, I think there's a value in that. And I think I really do. Um, also, when you're trying to unite people under things that you care about, you have to be able, like, not every individual in the Libertarian Party has to get along with each other. That's never what I've asked for. But I aim to get along with everybody. Because if I can get along with everybody, um, we can, we can, we can move. We can move forward. Okay. So I, you know, I'm not, I model the behavior I want others to adopt, but I don't expect all of them to do so, nor do I need them all to do so. But enough need to do so. Um, and I'll just continue pushing on that string. So I don't know if this really explains how, um, so much, but you know, it's, 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 it's an effort. It's, it's, uh, some people, like, I think I was just naturally inclined to be the way I was. I think experiences contributed to me, who I am. And, um, but hopefully me kind of explaining some of my experiences, some of who I am and some of my thought process can help you apply some of the way, some of the things that you might like about how I do things to what you do. Okay. But again, I'm an introvert. This is why you don't necessarily, I mean, I'll be out and about at libertarian events, but beyond that, you generally don't see me post a lot about me doing things socially. I'm generally at home. I'm generally thinking, um, trying to refine the things that I think even better and trying to see how I can make myself better. It's like, you know, some people spend their time building an uh, arcade machine or, or woodworking. Me, it's self-working. That's my hobby. My hobby is to see what I can do with Alex Merced. What's, how, how, how good can this vessel be, in a sense? 
Um, you know, I, I take that analogy of a video game to heart. You know, the getting the experience points and leveling up and all that stuff. I do really, really do. So uh, hopefully you guys found this interesting. I'll see you guys next week. If you guys like what I do, again, go check out donate.alexpercet.com. Uh, it does help in me being able to do um, more as far as advocating for the ideas that I care about. Also being able to dedicate more time and uh, also cover the costs. Uh, I mean, right now, I'm not covering the cost of all this. So this is a, a net cost for me. All the domain names, uh, the hosting for the podcasts, uh, any Facebook ads that I, I, I buy, which right now, not so much. Um, but there are a handful of costs. Um, so it would be nice to be cost neutral, but it's up to you guys. You know, Hopefully I provide something that you guys value and I'll continue to do so. And if you want me to continue to do so even in a grander scale, check out donate.alexpercent.com. You guys have a great day and enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Alex Merced cast. Learn more at alexmerced.com, libertarian101.com, and libertarianwingmedia.com. Follow Alex Merced on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 